Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast for our Monday Night Raw recap. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined once again by Wrestling Inc.'s own Raj Giri, and of course, Matt Morgan. Matt, how's it going? What's going on, guys? Not much. Raj, how are you doing? Good, uh, good holiday weekend. It was, it was good until uh, the three hours I wasted tonight. But it was, it was good up until that point. Yeah, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Became back to work. Back to life as usual, and the holiday was over as Monday Night Raw began once again in the build-up to Clash of the Champions. Let's uh, start with high-level thoughts on the show. Matt, your overall reaction. Horrible. I wanted to go to bed so bad. You have no idea. Well, I'm sure you guys do have an idea, but I really wanted to go to sleep tonight so bad, and I had to fight it. I feel like Russo here complaining that the only reason I watch Raw is because I do these podcasts. Okay. Um <laughs> We're wrestling fans. That's why we sit through these crap episodes like we had to sit through tonight, unfortunately. Um, I hated it. I hated this entire show. Sorry. It is what it is. Yeah, I, I agree. There wasn't much positive I could find, uh, you know, at a tonight show. I, I, I just feel like anytime you get a newsworthy show, they never are able to follow it up. And you didn't have Triple H. You didn't really have much of anything. And, uh, yeah, let's let's just start running through it. It was it was terrible i thought though I, I thought the first hour showed some promise and then just uh by the time we got to that new day segment it just really it was it was over um but let's let's go match by match segment by segment talk about the show so we opened with a recap of course of what happened last week with kevin owens becoming the first w or pardon me not the first but i guess the the longest running now wwe universal champion uh winning the fatal four-way with the assist from triple h last week um we started on that we had what was perhaps the most soap opera-ish segment in quite some time backstage with Mick Foley and Stephanie McMahon with Mick, of course, suspecting whether Stephanie knew that triple H was going to do this. Uh, we cut to Kevin Owens being brought out to the ring, celebrating balloons, confetti, everything, et cetera, et cetera. Interrupted by Seth Rollins match officially set for clash of the champions. Um, what do you think about this direction and where it's going? Matt to you first. Um, where do, this is such a train wreck to even get into. Um, it's a cluster F. Um, they booked themselves into a weird, you know, something that we thought would have a ton of different possibilities in a good way. But, um, I, again, it, it, I liked, I was, I was, I was hoping for a great show because here's Owens, my guy finally, you know, got the title finally. And here was this big crowning achievement moment. You know, the promo was good. He did a good job of turning everybody against him tonight. Although, can, let me just start off by saying this. This crowd sucked ass tonight. Kansas yeah. City, you should be disappointed in yourselves. Why do you even go to these shows? Seriously. If you're going to sit there and sit on your hands, don't go. Okay? I'm not saying fake cheer and stuff like that just because it's what you're supposed to do. But good Lord. Somebody should have checked these fans' pulses in this arena tonight. Um, seriously. But, um... The show itself, like we're talking about the opening segment and, and where it can go, um, there's so many possibilities where it can go. I was hoping we were about to go through a Monday Night Raw without Roman Reigns. I was so excited for it. And, of course, they screwed that up. Um, but, uh, I, again, the only thing I was really happy about, again, is KO's promos, as usual. Um, but, again, they're, they're booking themselves into some weird multiple corners, actually. Um, we'll get into it as we go through the show because we got to wait till we get to the match to get into what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, and you know tonight it, it was Labor Day, and you know WWE—they're notorious for not doing anything on uh, on the holidays. So it could just be a case of 
they didn't want to really advance any storylines tonight because of because of the holiday and and maybe next week. But part of me thinks that they don't know how to get out of this angle with Triple H, and they might just drop it because they've done that before, where you know something interesting happens and then you stop hearing about it within a couple of weeks. You know, you had the the McMahon's and the lockbox and you know stuff like that where it's just completely dropped. So I hope that's not the case here, but. Uh, but you know, to to your point, Glenn, I, I did think at first it seemed like there was the show did have some potential with the Owens against Sami Zayn and and then uh, Rollins and, and Jericho, which both sounded like you know they could be great matches. So, uh, but it quickly went down after that. Yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting tonight. The thing I noticed was both with the segment with Mick and Stephanie and then with Charlotte and Dana, it was like telenovela style, you know, days of our lives, heightened drama behind the scenes. And I wonder, uh, especially with the Mick and Stephanie thing, if that's going anywhere. And like you said, with the Triple H thing, they could just abandon that. But that seemed very overt tonight. You know, I mean, people joke about wrestling being male soap opera. But tonight, I mean, am I wrong? Did that not feel like a soap opera to you? It just seemed ter- like a badly acted soap opera. Is there I, a goodly thought, acted soap opera? Uh, Melrose <laughs> Place back in the day, but um, but uh, I, I, Matt, did you think Steph was going to go uh, emasculate Mick Foley right off the bat? On the, on the show? <laughs> is, that, is that is that a rhetorical question? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that the acting was bad. All right. Yeah, so the uh, matches were announced for later in the evening. We'd have Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens in the main event, showing uh, that the WWE, uh, when they said they were sort of retiring that angle, went a full, what, seven weeks without doing that matchup? I think that's some tremendous restraint on their part, and we should, uh, you know, applaud them for that. So, uh, you know, we had that, and then we had a Rollins versus Jericho announced for later in the evening. But the uh, first match that we saw was Charlotte versus Bailey in uh, a non-title match. And I want to get your opinion, Matt. What do you think about champs having non-title matches, and what did you think about the result of Bailey winning? <sighs> mm. I, I, it's the same thing that was happening to Sasha when she was a champion. They, they, the champions should not be losing matches. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm sure there's people out there at X wrestlers like, like, it's a prop, you mark, or whatever. Okay, great. Good, good story. But at the end of the day, we build this thing up to be the end-all, be-all for everyone's achievement and goal in wrestling is to get to become a champion. Okay, so it does mean something. It's more than just a prop. Um, and to have your champion just lose, especially, uh, I, I don't want to say this early in her reign because she's been a champion before this, obviously. It's not her first time. But you don't, be sh- you don't the champion can show her ass in multiple ways without losing a match you know there was no need for that um bailey versus charlotte's a pay-per-view match i don't know why we're giving it away on free television um i, I don't know yeah i mean it's uh, they're sticking to their formula you know they do this every time where the challenger pins the champion queen <laughs> for every women's program they do the same exact thing and and here you had it so they were going to do it you know soon you know before the pay-per-view it, it'll be interesting i wonder if they're going to do a, a triple threat at the pay-per-view now that sasha's back but but we'll see yeah and of course we'll talk about that a little later in the show uh uh the sasha's big news that she had to break on monday night raw uh I, you know i thought the distraction w- uh, with dana distracting charlotte i thought that was a decent uh pretense under which to have bailey sort of steal a surprise win but uh yeah to me it just completely hit a brick wall when it's like oh yeah but it wasn't for the title you know, I think the champion should always be defending personally. Uh, I mean, Raj, did you have that same opinion or do you like? Yeah, I think the concept of non-title matches doesn't really make sense. It but, feels like uh, a cheat to me. 
It's it's yeah. a cop out. You know? I mean, doing and, it once in a while, it's one thing, but when you you're doing it every week, you know, or for every other week, so it just seems just doesn't make sense, you know. Yeah. What about you, Matt? If you're the champ, is the title on the line every time you step into that ring? No. Um. No. Um. But the champion can't be losing. That's also my opinion. The yeah. champion cannot be losing. It takes away from whoever eventually finally wins, whoever who eventually beats her and pins her for that title. Whether it's Bailey, guess what? We already, we just saw it happen. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's Sasha, well, Bailey just beat her. You know, how tough can it be? You know, it's just it, it it's just not good. I don't understand how they don't see it. Yeah, it's not consistent storytelling. That's for sure. Um, so, of course, you know, throughout the night we had uh, the build up to the Sasha uh, situation, which they started teasing pretty heavily early in the episode and throughout. But up next was Bo Dallas versus Kyle Roberts. Now, Bo is uh, out of the pokey and back on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Did you see that coming, Matt? That I mean, we talked about no. his behavior last week. No. And with the Bo leave, he's got you know the gimmick. He's got signs now. For Christ's sakes. I mean, what did you think? <laughs> um, well, here's what I think. I think that he died a slow death out there tonight. Um, nothing on his end. This is something that, you know, Raj has brought up multiple times, and everybody knows is this is how it works. If you're not put out there on television on a consistent basis or even a semi-consistent basis where you're not a friggin' joker and you're not some clown that they treat you like on TV when you are on TV – how the blue? How in the blue hell are they going to get ask you to go out there and get yourself over out of left field when you've been treated like a complete jobber, when you've been treated like a complete jerk, when you complete treated like a complete comedy act, and then what? One week later, you're 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 now serious. It's almost like my stuttering character. I mean, I, I was stutter, I was teaming with Brian Glasner, biggest team in Survivor Series history. Yada yada yada, all this crap, and then six months later, I got sent down to OVW and get brought back up with a stuttering character. And I remember, like, yesterday saying, like, Miss McMahon, aren't people going to wonder, like, why is Matt Morgan stuttering all of a sudden? Like, is that not important? Like, do we need to worry about this? And I'm going to be like, let me worry about that. I tell them what to think, that, that kind of thing. And I remember just being like, okay, yeah, because I was so young and new. I'll do whatever you tell me to do, obviously. He's a billionaire. He's a genius, you know. What do I know? But it's it's the same type of thing here where you can't insult the fans' intelligence that much, you know. And I feel bad for Bo. You know, he had that thing, the incident on the plane. And what he did out there tonight did not do him any favors. Not against, it's not his fault again. It's on the booking. Yeah, you treat somebody like a complete nobody for two years and then randomly he's out doing a squash yeah. match. You know, it's, uh, you, you gotta, I feel like you gotta, you gotta, if you decide you're gonna push Bo Dallas, well, you know, come up with a more believable explanation as opposed to this out of left field push that you're giving and uh you know they they try to have him be all serious in the ring but then he's coming out with the the i'm with you know Bo leave and Bo signs and it's like you know it's, it's so goofy that there's that disconnect with he's coming out looking like a joke and then he, you're supposed to take him seriously while he's wrestling so i it it made no sense to me but what a wasted opportunity. He should have come out there like Dean goddamn Martin with, you know, a uh, glass in hand filled with apple juice, making you think it's whiskey, singing Lion King songs and just stumbling his way to the ring. I mean, if we're in the reality era, take advantage of the situation, right? I mean, the, last week, that incident with getting uh, detained at the airport, that's the most interest people have had in Bo Dallas in quite some time. I mean, uh, why just sort of rehash the same tired old gimmick? Why not play into that and have him play up, you know, this uh, this detainment that he had? Because you we're, know, P he's just he's PG. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, you know, I don't know. It was just boring. And but I will say with Kansas City, they were <laughs> I mean, I know we don't really swear on this podcast, but they were a-holes in the crowd there. I mean, one guy did yell Lion King at him. Uh people were yelling out, <laughs> you know, you suck, boring. Um, the only real reaction oh. they were getting seemed to be uh, you know, uh the real uh real prize, uh, you know, who in the audience who were just shouting out this critique. But yeah, I just thought it was a very boring way. If you're gonna put Bo on TV, do something interesting at least. Uh, so moving on, uh, of course, Bo won against Kyle Roberts, who I'm assuming was local enhancement talent. Um, after that, we came back and saw Seth Rollins versus Chris Jericho. Um, what did you think of the pairing, Matt, and the match itself? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, first, guys, I apologize for eating and the fans watching this. Um, I have a show coming up in five weeks for Men's Physique, and I have to eat exactly three hours on the clock. And if I don't, I'm a much grumpier blueprint on this show. So I apologize in advance, guys. <laughs> Um, I, I thought it, I, I was excited about it. Actually, I was very excited. Um, what 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 a what a great you know um, combo between two two guys I love watching and I love storytelling. Their storytelling. Um, again, another pay per view worthy type match that they just gave out away. Again, but again, the other side of it's me complaining about how crappy the show was. And here they did throw us a bone, you know. Um, with a good match, uh, with a, a good, two great talents going against each other, I, I like that. Nothing to say bad about it. Yeah, it was a good match. Probably the best thing on the show. But man, they need to re- the fans need to stop doing that. This is awesome chant all the time for for no reason. Can, you know. Can, can I say something to the fans real quick? There, any fans watching the show that chants "This is awesome." Vince McMahon's reaction to that is, "You as the talent are not over when you when they're not chanting your name." If you're a fan and you want to get your guy over and you want to, like, hook him up with, with whatever, don't chant this is awesome. Chant the guy's name. Vince could give a rat's ass when people chant this is awesome. He, he just says that the fans are cheering for the move. They're not cheering for the town. So remember that when you go to these shows, guys. And it's it's become the what chant of, uh, you know, it's Ugh. just used all the time now. It doesn't mean anything. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I thought this was the best thing on the show. I thought Jericho was great. And, uh, you know, Rollins... Um, I thought it was a good match, but I, I guess I just have such high expectations whenever you have Rollins and Jericho together. But, uh, you know, it was still a good match. Yeah. Now, yeah, you might know this, Raj. If, if you don't, certainly our Wednesday co-host, David Bixenspan, might. What was the first recorded instance of the This Is Awesome chant? Do we know when that actually originated? Oh, I have. Yeah, it's... Uh, was it in TNA? I forget. What, because it, they didn't do it in ECW. So it was like... No, TNA, I, thought, I could have sworn in TNA. I could be been. wrong. Ring of Honor, TNA, I'm guessing. Okay, someone in the comments, you know, we should we should have a contest one week and have someone write in, you know, with proof of the earliest recorded How instance. Would they, okay. Recorded. Right. That is the key. Oh, it'll, it'll be TNA because they had a TV deal. Watch. Yeah. No, I'm very curious. Um, so, yeah, that match uh, with Jericho and Rollins, you know, I thought it was solid. I think uh, Jericho with anyone is, is good, but Jericho and Rollins was a nice uh, fresh matchup that, that we hadn't really seen. And, of course, Seth Rollins won that. Uh, but I think it was also perfect perfect length, probably the high point of the evening. Let's talk about uh, what's, what's maybe a little bit more of a confusing match. Uh, we had the third in the best of seven series, Sheamus versus Cesaro. And what was interesting about this, one, Sheamus winning now uh you know close to shutting cesaro out but two that they announced during this match the match number four as it's planned isn't even going to be televised live match number four is going to take place at the o2 arena in london on wednesday matt what do you think of this development of sort of them downgrading it from a tv match for match number four and then let alone having cesaro lose in his third outing 
they just tipped their hand. Obviously, that's just how I was going to win that match. Yeah. Um, first of all, but I do like the element of hey, come to a WWE live event, anything can happen. You know, yeah. as far as putting a, a major, a major television angle. I'm not going to say that a televised angled match on a house show or a live event. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, my only issue with <clears throat> it is that. If Cesaro's finally getting his win to break the streak, shouldn't that be televised? You know, when he's yep. finally getting his win, this is the, like the big match. Him? Yeah, yep. I mean, the the fact that his finally breaking this, you know, losing streak is not even going to be uh, televised. Just yeah, exactly. It's 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 uh, it, it just tells you what they think. I think. Um, and Cesaro, man, yeah. that all that tape, he's looking like a. Like, like a walking crime scene with all that that what's what's that tape for the um, tape or what's God it called? Darn it, I forget what it is, but it does really work actually. I yeah. tore I tore uh, like right up right up in this area, um, and you can tape around this area, and it connects the the, the muscles together that are strained or or torn. It does work. I forget the damn name of it though. It does work. It looks ridiculous, but yeah, it looks like the mummy. <laughs> now, you know, my, my prediction with this is that they're going to say because of Cesaro's back injury that they're going to po uh, postpone match four till Monday Night Raw. You know what they should have done is they should have mm. had today, tonight's match at the London event. So you still make the live event yeah. seem like a big deal. You get yeah. Sheamus get his third win, and then, you know, that, that fourth match means something. Yeah, it's just, it's weird to me, man. I mean, when you're not being televised, this is like beyond being stuck on the pre-show. It's kind of like that, you know, good news, you're nominated for an Emmy. Bad news, it's given away at the technical awards that they do, you know, in the middle of the afternoon that nobody watches or even cares about, you know? Uh, it just seems very weird to me. But uh, we got to talk about next, uh, you know, God, oh, man, it's like, you know, you know, I've used before the analogy, the Avengers versus the X-Men, but Enzo Amore and Big Cass versus the Shining Stars. Of course, the Shining Stars out cutting a promo, Enzo and Cass interrupting them, the the tag team match happening and the shining stars getting a win uh yeah uh i've you know probably am not the best person to talk about this match but matt uh matt what did you think of it that you the minute i saw that that pinfall take place i look over at my wife who's probably looking at me going why do you make me watch this crap <laughs> two i said to her i go babe i guarantee you glenn is doing laps around his house as we speak right now that his two buddies his partners in crime his compadres finally won a match what <laughs> the freak wwe if you're watching this what are you thinking what are you doing any momentum that you just had with those two guys the the, the, the amount of time you've put into big cats trying to get his big ass over Letting Enzo go out there and cut these awesome world beater promos like he did again tonight. You're throwing it down the tubes because there's no money and those other two guys. I hate to say it. I, I know their family. I'm friends with them. But it is what it is. What the hell are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, the only thing I could think of is they have absolutely no ideas for Enzo and Cass. So that's going to be their, their feud now is with the Shining Stars. And since it's the first TV match, so everyone's let's have them lose. I think so. That's how they keep it going, right? They, that's how they start feuds nowadays is with the match. And then the person who's supposed to should be going over loses at the beginning and then gets the win back later. Uh, that's the only that's the only way it made sense to me because otherwise this this made zero. I mean, it made like negative sense. Uh, uh, so that's the only thing I could think of is that do, do, Shining do, Stars versus Endzone Cast because they got nothing else for them. Is it just me or is it anything that's not 
except for like the uh, authority angle, how come they don't use anything backstage or anything like that to set up an angle anymore? You know what I mean? It doesn't have, they're throwing away the, 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 you know, the, these losses. So it wins so easily and, and like frivolously on television. Yeah. Not, they're not going to mean anything. I don't give a crap about Enzo and Kaz coming back. They're, they're never going to be underneath. Okay. In any context, in this angle, are they ever going to be fighting from underneath? Yeah. Yeah. Not I agree. Believably. Yeah. So it was, it was ridiculous. I, I, I don't agree with Enzo's promo though. I thought, I thought this was one of his weaker ones with the, 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 going, the labor stuff. It just, I don't know. Enzo could pull it off, but man, I thought they, they were stretching. And I have to say, though, Enzo pointed out when he mentioned them trying to sell timeshares in Puerto Rico, that's my new theory. Vince McMahon owns a lot of land in Puerto Rico and is trying to boost the image through the Shining Stars. So. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I know Enzo and Cass were settled nicely to set up a nice feud with uh, Owens and Jericho before Finn got injured and plans changed. But uh, man, the Shining Stars, what a step down in terms of competition. Um, yeah, considering they were just in a pay-per-view match a couple months ago with John Cena against the club. Oh, you know, yeah. That's a, that's a pretty fall, uh, pretty steep fall. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. I mean, who, who's left for them to feud with on uh, Raw right now in terms of tag teams? Definitely. Just let them go out and talk. That's the beauty yeah. about Enzo. Yeah, you could put uh, you could put Cass in a singles feud and have Enzo kind of being his manager, Fine, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah, he, he was had a trajectory going up, and then this just kind of shoots it shoots it dead. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. So we have something very interesting to talk about in a second uh, because Matt, three in a row, things happened on Raw tonight that you said don't even bother to bring them up to me unless something interesting happens. And this week, all three showed signs of life enough to the point where we're going to talk about it. But first, I want to remind our audience that this episode of the Wrestling Inc. podcast is brought to you by DDP Yoga. Of course, you know that DDP Yoga has changed countless lives, and even many of the past and current roster have benefited immensely from it. Guys like Jake Roberts, Scott Hall, Chris Jericho, and Mick Foley all swear by DDP Yoga. And now DDP has taken it to another level with the DDP Yoga Now app on iOS and Android. So you got no excuse because you can take DDP Yoga anywhere cool thing about their app is you can track more than just your yoga workouts. You can also connect it to a Bluetooth heart rate monitor, track your calories and your heart rate in real time, whether you're at the gym, on your DDP yoga mat, or even while you're out mowing the lawn. All the fitness tracking features, including pain tracking, measurements, progress photos, and more are completely free in the DDP yoga app. DDP Yoga Now subscribers, also, you won't get tired of doing the same workouts because they've added completely new DDP Yoga 2.0 workouts, weekly live workouts from the DDP Yoga Performance Center, and motivational messages every Monday from DDP himself. He even hosts his own cooking show on the app, showing you how to make healthy food taste amazing. And for a limited time, you can get the DDP Yoga DVDs for 15% off, and you'll get three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Stop procrastinating and get started now with DDP Yoga. That's ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. And as always, make sure you know the, the fall is here, summer's over. You got to make sure to upgrade that wardrobe. And Trendy Butler is the perfect place to do that. There are fantastic clothing service that does all the work for you. You select a style profile, and Trendy Butler has a stylist handpicked clothes that cater to you. Uh, even better, for only $65, you can get over $150 in designer clothes. So make sure you use the code WRESTLING10 when you sign up to get $10 off. And that's TrendyButler.com, and you can follow them on Twitter at TrendyButler. Cool, man. So, Matt, you laid it down last week and said, don't even bring up to you 
the Nia Jax squash matches, the Braun Strowman squash matches, or whatever in the hell they're trying to do with Darren Young and Titus O'Neil. And this week, from your lips to God's ears, something interesting actually happened with these matches. Sure, Nia Jax went out and had a squash match, but behind the scenes, we had a segment with Nia Jax and Alicia Fox. Seemed like it's building towards something. Seemed like we're actually going to have Nia having a credible opponent. I didn't see that pairing coming, and I have to say, I'm actually kind of excited for this. I don't think we've seen enough of Alicia Fox in this new era, and I think her versus Nia, at least it's going to be a real match. Matt, I see your look at disbelief. What are your thoughts? What are you smoking? Okay, I've got that. No, I'm going to turn the tables on you. What is it about Alicia Fox that's making you think, like, is it just the fact that she, instead of some local talent, finally, that she's going to be getting in the ring with, or... I think she's an underrated female wrestler who does a solid job every time she goes into the ring. And they're not just feeding her to Nia. Nia is going to win, of course, but I think they're going to actually put on a decent match. And it's not just going to be, you know, Nia doing the Goldberg boom, 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 one, two, three, done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, this could happen mm-hmm. at Clash of the Champions. Maybe it'll be on the pay per view. But Hell I no. think. Yeah, I know. Maybe it might. What else do they got? Yeah. Like, you know, the. As far as matches go, they, they I'm saying maybe it'll be on the pre-show, card. but I could see this. <laughs> I could see this building towards that. But it's something. It's forward movement for Christ's sakes. It's not no, just it the is, same yeah. old thing. We've seen it again, and again. And I think Alicia Fox is highly underused. Okay, hey, you know what? You got nothing nice to say. Don't say it at all. So, <laughs> uh, I, 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 Glenn, I agree. I, I like Alicia. I think she's underrated. But uh, I'm unzipping it. You both are high. Okay, I'm zipping it back. <laughs> Uh, she she can uh, she can have a good match when when she wants. But I, I'll say my favorite part of this whole thing was when she threw that box in, in Naya's face, and you could tell like she didn't mean to do that because she was like, oh shit, and then uh, then was like went back into character after realizing they're they're alive. So I like that. <laughs> that was yeah. my second favorite thing on Raw tonight. Yeah, it's something, man. Was, it's something. Okay. We got something happening here. It's going forward. We're gonna actually have. You know, something in the women's division, uh, aside from just the Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, Dana show, you know, it's like reminding us that, hey, there are two other women on the Raw roster. Mm -hmm. Sure, one of them might be done with the WWE forever, if you believe Meltzer and his uh, speculation behind the scenes. But Alicia Fox, she's still there and doing something on Raw with Nia. Uh, Pardon me, seven women now. Uh, but of course, talking about Paige and the rumors of what's going on with her, who knows? But at least Alicia and I now getting into it is using the rest of that very, very short bench that they have of female talent. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, it's okay. So we covered that. Uh, let's let's talk. Uh, I, I'll just say this, that I thought the interesting thing about Darren Young versus Jinder Mahal is that Titus on commentary <laughs> and what Corey Graves was doing there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Screw the match with, with mm-hmm. Titus or with Darren and Jinder. That segment became, you know, when the commentary is better than the match, to mm-hmm. me, that's still an interesting segment. And that saved it. That was great. I loved he was making up stuff that Byron said about him earlier. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Real quick. You're missing a huge segment there. Wait, which one? Glenn? The New Day. The oh, club well, and the New Day. Yeah. Well, let's, let's come back to that uh, after this. Because mm-hmm. actually, I think what we're talking about right now it was probably uh, comedic gold compared to what we saw with the new day. Because this day. was on. Because this was on after that segment, and I was like, "Man, they right. are just begging fans to change the channel at this point." You know, putting the new day segment yeah. and then this Darren Young versus Jinder Mahal. And it, you can't do this during football season. People will change the channel in a heartbeat. You can't do this, uh, <laughs> Mac, going to the bathroom season. No, you can't do this in any season. Right. You know what's funny? I mean, a part of me could just be 
kind of play cool and be like, oh no, I'm choosing to ignore that that New Day segment ever even happened. But I was just looking at the recap, <laughs> the recap oh. on Wrestling Inc. Uh, like barely just, it's like a little, like, yeah, it's like hidden in here, but I see it. Um, so yes, we absolutely come back to that. Okay, so let's talk about these two con contrasting, right? We had a very long segment between mm. the club bringing out the old day, interrupted by the new day. This segment, um, I feel like I aged through the better part of my 40s during this segment, um, and it was not funny. It was, in fact, uh, I, I think you dubbed this term uh, a couple weeks ago, Raj, that uh, that sort of never-ending moment of shame segment where if someone else is in the room, like, why won't this end? This is making me look really stupid for watching wrestling. <laughs> this is yeah. very embarrassing that this right. is my taste. This is what someone else is judging me for watching. That was what the segment was. Like, this is the textbook definition of that, of like, please don't let me be caught actually watching this crap. Uh, whereas the the Darren Titus thing on commentary with gender, man, that was like five minutes. That was over. I laughed a lot. You know, that I would hold up any day as showing like, this is how wrestling could be interesting, even when it's an eh match. Uh, Matt, what did you think of uh, the club and uh, the old day and, and that whole debacle? What everybody else probably is thinking is just it, it fell incredibly short. Um, it was something the writers got a huge, excuse my language, hard on for. But I guarantee you when they wrote this up, they couldn't wait to put it in action. And unfortunately, you know, my boy Gallows and, you know, was, and, and Anderson got stuck with it. You know, it's that welcome to WWE. This is how it works, unfortunately, at times where you got to try to make, uh, you know, the same chicken salad out of chicken crap. And that's exactly what they were handed whenever they were handed that script when they walked in at 2 o'clock today at TV. I guarantee you that. Um, I felt horrible for him. But uh, as a fan watching the show, it was, yeah, it wasn't good. No, it was terrible. This was one of the worst segments I've seen in a while on Raw. Uh, you know, there, there's been quite a few bad ones, so I don't want to say it's the worst, like, of the year or anything like that, because no. there are quite a few. But, man, it would have just been so much more effective if you had New Day wrestle, you know, give them a squash match. Have them, you know, wrestle a couple of geeks and uh, have uh, Gallows and Anderson on commentary. Because they're really funny, you know, and right. they got that natural humor. So just them being on commentary would have done way yeah. more than, than, than what you did here. Don't got to write for them. Just let them, exactly. Commentary would be the perfect context for them, dude. Yep. Exactly. Or even, you know, I'll say this. If they'd cast older african-american gentlemen to play the new day if they'd actually cast perhaps you know as opposed to just doing younger guys in mm -hmm. wigs um well, they're I taking think, bumps though if well, they're taking the, bumps they you can't have old guys like, yeah I, but you know what i'm saying though it's like they could have done something to at least if you're gonna do a comedy bit where's virgil well. yeah no seriously <laughs> that yeah, would have been awesome yeah virgil get, come get out. booker t out there in a wig they got him under contract still you know i mean do something booker t an old man yeah, I'm not calling him an old man, know. but I'm calling him a, he's at an advanced age, you know. Uh, Look, you he, watching this? You hear what hey, he's saying about you? He could have powdered his hair a little bit. I'm sure he would have embraced the challenge to play old. Either you way, you, you, to make it work, you know, you need funny guys. And this yeah, was just not fun. And, and it wasn't going to work anyway. It's WWE oh. comedy that never works. Yeah, it was just it so. was just bad. It was just bad, 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 bad. And I'll take... I'll take, you know, the, the legitimate old man crazy of Bob Backlund any day of the week over this. Um, so, yeah, so that happened. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about Sasha Banks in a second. But first, OK, so Braun versus Sinkara. Do you think that this was a one off or do you think that now this is who we're going to see Braun actually have 
some sort of storyline with uh, Matt. I know uh, you think Braun should just be going out there killing guys left and right, but uh, this was horrible. This was, I, I think, in my opinion, that they're not as not not as high on him. That's the wrong. I don't want to use that word. I know everybody internet writes that type of word when they talk about talents. Um, th- that's. I don't think they're. No, the fuck. I swear, I have to use that word. They're not as high on him as I think people think. I don't think they're bad. They're they're, they're souring on him, but the fact that he won via countout, <laughs> it was incredibly alarming to me. To me, watching think, that. Yeah, but I think it was their way to get another match out of it. You know, like that, they're probably going to do it again next week. You don't do that with the indestructible monster. You don't. Yeah, I agree. Do that. You I do agree, but that's. With, yeah. It's the next new guy that comes up or an average looking guy that comes up or anybody that comes up, not a freaking monster like that. That dude is a monster. You you treat him like one. You don't have him winning count outs and then, oh, he got his heat back because he went outside the ring and running tackled him. Ooh. Yeah. No, 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 no. He does not. He does not. He, Every he needs to be standing at the end of every single match with his foot on the dude's chest, or 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 standing with his arm raised, you know, standing right over his opponent, looking dominant for the beauty shot at the end of every single match that he's in for now. And tonight that did not happen because a stupid count out. <laughs> and I I agree with you a hundred percent, but I'm I just with the way they book, I'm pretty sure that's. The way they're starting this feud, and now this is going to be their house show, you know, feud is Braun Strowman and Sin Cara for a little while. Uh, but I agree. I mean, it's too soon to have him winning matches by count out. You should be destroying guys. You, should, you know, I'm fine with them having Sin Cara and him destroying Sin Cara yes. and, and pinning him. You know, yes. like that's the next step, you know, yep. from beating no name jobbers. Yes. But, uh, yeah, for his first outing against a name guy and, and to win by count out is, is pretty weak. Or ultimately, they're just going to build Bo Dallas up to that level. So it'll be Bo versus Braun, you know, and that'll be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. It just uh, so it's like they've got three. You know how there there was a thing a couple years ago. People said there are basically like seven sitcom plots. I feel like the WWE has like five match templates for feuds and rivalries, you know, and they just like three. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say it's that's hard to argue against you guys. You're 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 right on the money with this. Actually, it's about three. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, hey, they're they're pulling one out of the bag. When that doesn't work, they'll try a different one. Uh, but let's talk about Sasha Banks now. I mean, Matt, you know, did did you think it was a work all along? I mean, Sasha coming out and making it seem like she's got this horrible news, and of course, no. it's bad news for Charlotte and Dana. No, I was hook, line, and sinker. I thought we were about to hear some really crap news. You know, I haven't been online as much, so I don't really know if there was something going on backstage and she was legit hurt. And I don't know that. So I, I was thinking that she was about to call it quits, especially going in the long promo that she was going into at the very beginning and dragging it along, and which is a very good heartfelt promo, by the way. She has a natural way of speaking that draws you in. If you notice, she took her time, which I really appreciated. Instead of letting her emotions get the best of her and then trying to talk through it, she gave herself a couple beats and then went back into it again with the same passion. She's a good promo, a very good natural, draw you in, suck you into the baby face type promo. Um, but again, I thought she was going to be hurt. I, that's what I thought she was going to set us up for. So that was cool. Yeah. I didn't like the whole. I didn't like the whole what he call stuff with Dana though, for what it's worth. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I I mean, I assumed it was an angle just because uh, Sasha was added to uh, the overseas tour this week. That's, you know, in London and, yeah, and Manila. That. And so, but then she was being evaluated today at Raw, so I was like, maybe they got some bad news. Switched me. I was like, dang, maybe she is, like, saying that she's taking some time off or, you know, she, her injury is pretty bad and she's going to be gone for a while. So that she, you know, so my opinion changed and then, you know, she got me. But I don't know. I just feel like <coughs> almost seemed like it was, you know, mocking, like segments like this, like mock when it really happens, you know. Like I don't know if you should be using an injury angle as <coughs> and retirement announcement as, as an angle. Because, you, you know, you just had Daniel Bryan who really did, a, you know, a retirement announcement, you know, uh, back in April or whatever that was. So, um, so yeah, I, I, she, I thought she did a good job, though. Uh, I, I thought it was weird that she's talking about, you know, uh, the adva advancements in women's wrestling, and then she calls Dana Miss Piggy, you know? So I thought that part was kind of uh, weird. Yeah. But, it uh, was sort of uh, – so there were so, were some stuff in there that didn't make sense. If this was for real, like there were some dots that didn't come out. She was talking about the end of the road, final chapter. Like there, yeah. she was a little all over the place. And thinking about it now, she's been very emotional in the past, especially when she mm -hmm. won. And she, you know what I mean? Like, so she sold this very well, but stopped short of that, where I think, you know, she wouldn't have been able to keep it together if she was really retiring or having to go out. But uh, and when she said the the thing about Charlotte trying to break her back, that's when I think it became clear that you know it was it was work. Yeah. Um, and it's a weird card to play because I, I mean I don't think they I didn't had think to she was card. I didn't think she was retiring, guys. To be clear, I right, thought she yeah. was going to say she was hurting out for six months or something weird like that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like it could be like like Edge when he had that neck injury and was out for a year or whatever that was. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, people online were speculating maybe she's pregnant, maybe she's taking some time off, but, uh, you know. Online but, speculation. <laughs> yeah, well, but that's the thing, because, right, I mean, everyone sort of bought into this. We saw the tweet earlier today. There were there was no gossip. There was no leak about, you know, what it was. So I think people just started speculating, as we often do uh, online. But, uh, yeah, we done got worked. And uh, Clash of the Champions, we're going to have Sasha versus Charlotte, the rematch. Do you think we're going to see Bailey Dana? Uh, match set up for that, Raj, or do you think they're gonna? Yeah, I mean, I think now that Sasha's back, you don't need to have Bailey in the main event, you know, in the women's title program uh, yeah. yet, and save it. So that's probably the way I'd go. But they, they've already they did her and Dana, didn't they? They did it on Raw last week. Okay, yeah, um, but you know, it gives them something to do, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, I mean, do you think uh, do you think Sasha's gonna win the belt back in the, uh, Clash of the Champions? It's tough with, with I don't know what they feel about Bailey right now at the moment, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I would say normally, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe not yet. Yeah, well, we're going to have a lot more pay-per-views now. Of course, we know Backlash is coming up uh, this coming Sunday. And, of course, uh, we'll be covering it here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast immediately after the conclusion of that SmackDown-only pay-per-view. But uh, now what are we talking? Is it uh, 17 or 19 per year, Raj, that we're going to have now between Raw and SmackDown and the, the cross-brand pay-per-views? Uh, it's four co-branded ones. So uh, so what is that? Um, so it's I think I think it's like 20. Wow. Or is it 19? It's probably 19. It's but, a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I'd be curious to see how Backlash does in terms of the viewership this new area, testing it with SmackDown only. Uh, and of course, Wednesday on our SmackDown uh, live recap, we'll talk about our predictions for what's going to happen at Backlash. But let's talk a little about the main event now. So tonight we saw Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Once again, uh, kind of rekindling this rivalry, uh, or at least reseeding it uh, to, to kind of go in this new round in the future now with Owens as champ. Uh, Matt, how did you think about this match and how it compared to their previous matchups? And then what do you think about how they could effectively use Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens going forward? I couldn't stand the fact that he, they were, first of all, that they worked an injury angle tonight with Sami again, you know, hurting his ankle. He sells so well naturally. I'll get to your question in a second. Um, he's well. He's he's such an organic baby face. He uh, he naturally sells so well, and again, he sucks you in and makes you care about him on the sell. It's very difficult to do that. He doesn't need those tricks. He doesn't need to pretend he's hurt in order to get sympathy because now he's done it so many times. He's the boy that cried wolf now, and they've actually taken. I'm worried that they're going to take an organically great selling baby face, and they've managed to screw it up by making him lie to the fans multiple times now. You know, meaning like it's a work. He's not really hurt. He didn't really roll his ankle out there. He didn't really hurt his knee the other week. You know, that crap. It, to go into the well way too often, and it's going to hurt him in the long run if they don't cut the crap out with that. Um, I was excited for this match. I thought it was a good match. Um, what else is there to say? I, another one of their you know great matches that they always have against each other they have great chemistry together um yeah. i was pissed roman came out at the end and i'll leave it at that sorry <laughs> <laughs> i think uh i think uh, I, I you know i like watching them wrestle but at, by the, the, this point of the show i was just done i did not care to see this match yeah. it, it was, you know i was just let's move on plus there's no stakes it's just right there was there was no yeah, non title like, match right so it was just uh, pretty much filler, like entertaining filler. Um, but uh, the match itself was good. There's that, that scary bump, that that move that uh, Sammy did on the outside of the ring with Kevin. I know he's very careful when he does it, but, man, I feel like you should not be doing moves like that on the outside of the ring. Um, it really but, is on the guy jumping for what it's worth. Yeah. Do you think it's worth doing stuff like that on the uh, on the outside? I, 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 I don't because you heard the reaction it got. It wasn't that much more than what he got in the ring. That should be your answer right there. Yeah. And even if it was a better reaction, you're right. You know, watching the chance, but yeah, I just felt like I don't know. It just it, it I just felt like the crowd was dead. Um, mm -hmm. you know, to to Matt's point, they 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 sucked all night, but they didn't. They weren't given too much either to to, to go <laughs> crazy for. Um. But uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was just, I, I was just kind of waiting for it to be over. And uh, Roman coming out, I, I hear your point, but at the same time, it does build next week's show. They got something. And uh, and I think next week, you're going to, they're going to have to, you know, I think they'll be pulling out the big guns because now they're going up against football again. Well, and so for anyone who did not watch Raw, and uh, as you could tell by our tone, we do not blame you if you skipped Raw and are just listening to this podcast instead. But Roman Reigns came out at the end, then Mick Foley came out, and uh, it was announced that next week will be Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. And if Roman wins, he will be added to the match at Clash of the Champions, <sighs> and it will be a triple threat between Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. When was the last time these guys were in a triple threat together? And Kevin Owens. Um, uh, Matt, to you first, as you see, they're just shaking your head. Uh, I mean, okay, so one, I mean, that's like the stupidest idea, right? If that actually were to happen. 
Like that's just yes, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, but will that be a good main event next week? I mean, I feel like Owens and Reigns at least is a fresh pairing for a match. You know, one on one. It is. It, it is. Um, Roman needs guys that he can ping pong around the ring usually. Um, and that shows you to credit how good Rusev is a worker, by the way, guys, because he couldn't ping pong him around, and yet he still sold well against it, made Roman look good. But anyways, um, Kevin's going to have his work cut out for him. Um, but it, I, you're right, it is a fresh matchup, so that's good. Um, and I'm not just trying to heal on uh, on Roman for no reason. It's just I, I feel he's been shoved everyone down, down everybody's throat, and this could have been a nice week for him to have taken off, you know. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to add Roman to that match personally. I think Rusev comes out and distracts him, and, and they're going to get back, you know, going back to that feud because that that had been the plan uh, was for them to to be feuding for you know for the time being. So uh, it's, it's better for Roman. This is better for Roman anyway. Exactly, and it, and it's been working uh, yes. you know, for the most part. And as soon as you take him out and put him back in the main event spot, like you heard tonight, then the fans. We're starting to forget that they hated him so much, and now they're back to where they were. So keep him with Rusev, you know, keep that U.S. title program going, and it'll it'll be the best for everyone involved. Yeah. So uh, a very weird Monday Night Raw uh, for a variety of reasons. A lackluster episode, Matt. Uh, and any final final thoughts on this Labor Day edition of Monday Night Raw? It was a, one of the crappiest ones I've seen in, in a while. And we've handed we've been handed some real crap sandwiches lately. Um, this one was right up there. This is why we're fans, that's why we keep watching though, right? I'll complain and crap and, and crap on it, but guess what? I'll watch again next week and the week after and the week after. We're fanatics. We love this stuff. Yeah, I mean I'm a I'm a fan of, you know, Game of Thrones, but if there's a crappy episode <laughs> see, there's there's never a crappy episode of Game of Thrones. I think <laughs> never. <that>. Ever. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Walking Dead has had a few here and there, but, uh, but yeah, it, I, it was completely missable. If you didn't watch it, you don't need any reason to. Being a wrestling fan, especially a fan of the WWE in this modern era, is like being in a codependent, abusive relationship where you say to people like, no, you don't understand. He doesn't beat me when he hasn't been drinking. Some of those things he said, I deserve it. I was acting out of line. You know, it's it's very much like it sucks, but then there are those glimpses of why we love it, and it just makes it worth staying, and we just can't walk away. You know, yeah, when wrestling is done right, it's one of the funnest things on oh, earth. You know? Absolutely, yeah. no, it is beautiful storytelling when it, when done correctly. <clears throat> but uh, weeks like this, I feel I feel like if I would showed this to someone and this was their first Monday Night Raw, there'd be a lot of like, no, you don't understand. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you wouldn't be creating any new fans. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing to remember, you know, one of the best things I ever heard a quote about comic books when thinking about when writing a comic book, every issue is somebody's first comic book, you know, and you want to keep that in mind. And I think with wrestling, that would that would serve them well to remember every episode is somebody's first episode. Let's try and engage people, hook them, draw them in, as opposed to just giving them weird crap that they can't make sense of. Um, so let's talk a little bit uh, before we go just about some other news this week. Uh, let's talk about Alberto Del Rio. Uh, I know we talked about this last Wednesday on the SmackDown Live recap. Uh, of course, Wrestling uh, Inc. broke the story. Raj, you want to fill everyone in about what's up with Alberto Del Rio? Yeah, so he's done. He's gone. Like the, Just like that, his uh, his last, last WWE run is over. Um, you know he was with Lucha Underground uh, last last year, but he, he was unhappy with them by the time he left. 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go. I mean, TNA. I mean, that seem they seem to be picking up a lot of former WWE guys now. But uh, do they have the the paycheck, you know, to afford Del Rio? Because he's not a he's not a cheap talent. And um, yeah, it's uh, Paige. It looks like she might be done too. I mean, I, you know, the word getting out that you know Mark Carano, like you know, was harassing Paige and Del Rio about their relationship and trying to get them to break up. Um, you know, it was clear that WWE did want them to break up, splitting them up in the in the you know in the brand split. But uh, getting that stuff getting out there, that's usually uh, that's usually indicating that you know she's not coming back. So uh, yeah, I it it uh, I, I but then again, Paige has several years on her contract, so we'll have to see what goes on with there if WWE releases her or they just keep her in a contract or if she ends up coming back. Yeah, I mean, Paige has been out of the the storyline for so long. I don't even know what they would do with her. I mean, actually, I think I know we talked about it earlier, but I think with Nia Jax, that would be interesting uh, to see what they could do with Paige. But I mean, where do you think Paige goes if she can get released? I mean, she go to TNA and sort of revitalize their women's division. That's the only place really. Where else would she go? I mean, I mean, she can go back home, obviously, and she can make a buttload of money signing her signature fifty five times at an indie show before the show begins, intermission yeah. and after. Um, but that only lasts for so long. Um, I give you know a, no, a normal talent about a year, maybe two years, to be able to do something like that and make decent money, um, but not WWE type money. So um, I don't know. I, I think TNA would be very, very wise to to pick her up like yesterday if they could. Um, but yeah. I, we're, we're talking about hypotheticals, right? We don't know that that's for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. But she has been a star on Total Divas, which is why it would seem weird that, that WWE would want to cut ties with her, uh, especially now that Roberto Del Rio's gone. I don't think it'd be coming on. Yeah, that's the other half of the, the equation yeah. here, obviously. It's her, it's her guy, right? So yeah, I think it'd be more on her end than theirs. But. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, we should talk about CM Punk. Uh, so where are we at right now? Uh, his first fight's coming up pretty soon, isn't it? Yeah, is it's a Saturday. Yeah. Big uh, Mickey Gall, UFC 203. Uh, Fabricio Verdum uh, in the main event, I mean, uh, in the, the co-main event uh, against Stipe Miocic and uh, Alistair Overeem. I'm sorry, Alistair Overeem against Stipe Miocic in the main event and uh, Fabricio against, who is he fighting? It's just completely escaping my mind. Um, uh, anyway, uh, but CM Punk, that's kind of the big story, uh, you know, uh, for wrestling fans. Uh, Matt, you're going to be watching? Of course I will. Um, yeah, actually, that's the night of my birthday. But, oh, nice, uh, nice. Um, I'll definitely uh, order it and DVR it um, and watch it for sure. I would have been watching it live if I wasn't doing something. But uh, I hope he does well, obviously. You know, it's always one for us when a guy goes out there and does his thing and represents pro wrestlers, right? Um, that said, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Mickey Gall is – he didn't, He really did not pick – they did not give him a cupcake. Yeah. Um, He's good. Mickey Gall is good. It's going to be a hell of a test. It might be too much of a test. Yeah. Do you watch any of the, the documentary? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, definitely wasn't <laughs> impressive, but that, that's also from a year ago, like that, that training footage. Um, but, yeah, I, I, you know, I think most wrestling fans are really pulling for him to win. Yeah. You know, uh, I was pulling for Lesnar big time against Mark Hunt, even though I'm a big Mark Hunt fan. Uh, 
So we'll see. We'll be covering that this Saturday. Sunday we're back. Vince Russo will be back with us for the uh, post backlash <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt's so excited. He is bursting with excitement, as yeah. you can hear right there. That's called a fart in church. Vince Russo's <laughs> pop, his reaction. <laughs> now, hopefully he keeps his shirt on this time. Oh, my God. He looked like a homeless garbage man. What was he doing? It's an embarrassment. An embarrassment to this, this station, this website, this everything, this business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I've been watching that punk documentary, and I know, I know we talked about this on the SmackDown, uh, the Wednesday edition, but I just think, you know, so much of what makes punk interesting is his promos and what he does out of the ring, and I just don't know what the angle is. I mean, like you guys are saying, it's like we want him to win because he's, he's a guy we liked in WWE. We think, you know, he's interesting. We want to see him pulling off with this mm -hmm. victory here, but I mean, it's, it's like... Uh, it would be like the equivalent of like if Sylvester Stallone had a real boxing match. It's like the story is like, oh, isn't it interesting? This guy that played a fighter is now having a real fight. But aside from that, you know, it's not all the great things that we liked about Stallone and Rocky because that, that's not real. That was, I would have probably ordered that seeing Stallone box. But. <laughs> I bet I you he would have put in some work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. Actually, man, that would have been like probably, you know, a huge like hundred million dollar pay-per-view if probably. that would have happened at any time. Because he could have just gone out there and really done it, like done the Rocky stuff. And we would have been like, holy, wow, man, that was a missed opportunity in his youth. But uh, yeah, with Punk, I mean, I don't know, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I want to see it, but I don't know how we keep it going forward. He's got to get on the mic and start doing some stuff to, you know, play into his strengths, you know, in addition to winning in the ring. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Cool, guys. So uh, before we go, Matt, anything you want to plug? Yeah, it's Octagon, not Ringland. Um, Sorry. I'm just, <laughs> smart um, just uh, hit me up, guys. You guys know my Twitter and Instagram handles. Both are at BP, Matt Morgan. Hit me up. Thanks for listening to the show every week and giving me your feedback, guys. Um, you guys are phenomenal. Um, that's really it. Cool. Raj, anything people should look out for on the Wrestling Week website in the coming yeah, days? Yeah, stay tuned. It's a busy week. Tons of stuff coming up this weekend, so uh, enjoy the, the, a couple more hours of the holiday, and then it's, uh, it's back to the full-time grind. Yeah, so we'll see you back here. Myself and David Bixen span this Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, to talk about SmackDown Live, talk about our predictions for the upcoming Backlash pay-per-view, and of course, the coverage of that will be Sunday evening right after the pay-per-view ends on the Wrestling Inc. website. In the meantime, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, leave us a review, let us know what you think, leave some comments, we love reading them, and we'll see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Catch you next time. That guy's got the worst last name ever. <laughs>